a Karen lied to the police and told them that I have a knife and that I'm threatening her. Here's how it happened. It was a sunny day and I just left work. I put on my sunglasses, my cap, and headphones to listen to some music, got on my bicycle, and headed home. When I remembered that I had to get some groceries if I didn't want to starve that evening. So I stopped at the grocery store, which is no more than a one-minute detour from the route I usually take. Outside the grocery store, I saw a police car standing still. No idea why they were there, but this is important for later. I put my bike in a bicycle stand, I lock it, take off my cap and sunglasses and put on my mask and get inside. I go in, I got my items and paid for it, stuffed all of it into my backpack and then got out in less than 5 minutes, thanks to self-checkout. Before I got out of the door, I put my cap and sunglasses back on. I'm photophobic, which means I'm sensitive to bright lights. I grabbed my bicycle keys out of my pocket, flipped open the key, it's one of those keys that you can fold into itself when you're not using it, and walked back outside to my bike when I heard the loudest shriek I've ever heard loud enough to wake the dead. This woman, who I'm going to call Banshee, who's standing close to where my bike is, is yelling, He's got a knife! while pointing at my direction. And before you ask, she wasn't some middle-aged woman with a Karen hairstyle, but an average-looking woman around the age of 30 with a kid who's maybe four years old. I've never seen her before in my life. Since I don't have a knife, I look behind me, not seeing anyone wielding a knife, and I ask Banshee, what's going on? And she just starts yelling louder and louder as if I was going to end her. Note, I was still wearing my mask, and since I forgot to take it off, along with a cap and sunglasses, so you really couldn't see my face at all. The Banshee just kept on yelling and screaming while her kid was standing behind her, also crying her eyes out, probably because the screaming scared her. Me and like 10 other people are all watching this woman confused what's going on. It only took maybe 15 seconds for three police officers to come running, looking at what was going on. Banshee runs straight towards the police officers, abandoning the kid who just started to scream louder and waddles after the Banshee and begs the officers to protect her from the, quote, man with the knife. Around this time, I noticed that I was still wearing my mask, so I took it off along with my sunglasses. The three police officers look at the small crowd that gathered looking for anyone with a knife. Not seeing anyone holding one, they ask, who is the one with the knife? Is he still here? The banshee points straight at me, and again, she's not aware she's pointing at me, looking for the person with the knife. The three police officers walk towards me, hand on their holsters, but no arms drawn, telling me to drop my knife. Then it dawned on me. She thought my key was a knife? It's just a regular sized key. So I dropped my keys. The moment they hit the floor, I see each of them give me a confused look, telling me me again to drop my knife. I show them my hands are empty and they ease up a little. One of the police officers walks back towards the banshee and asks her again to point at the man with the knife. She just yells again that they got the right person. The other officer asks me if I have anything on me that can be misinterpreted as a knife. I obviously say no, other than my keys maybe. The banshee then yells that I must have put it in my backpack before the officers got there. I had nothing interesting in my backpack other than groceries, some gloves, and a water bottle, so I offered the police officer to search my bag, which they did, and found nothing. Obviously. The Banshee started yelling at the three police officers that I should be arrested for carrying a weapon and threatening her. One of the officers asks me to move towards their car, separating us so they can figure out what is going on. So I pick my keys up off the ground, close my backpack, and I follow her. The police officer asks me for my ID card, which I give, and then they ask what is going on. I answer that I have no idea what is going on, who that woman is, and that I just got my groceries and was about to go home, and while they were 
questioning me, I could still hear the banshee yell at the other two police officers. I couldn't bother to listen to what she was yelling. And after what felt like forever, it might have just been a minute, the police officer stops to take a breath. The senior officer walks towards me and asks me if I was threatening her in any way. I again say no and points out that everything that just happened was in clear view of security cameras and they can confirm that I wasn't doing anything close to what the banshee claimed I was doing. The senior officer looks at the cameras and then walked into the store to check out the security tapes while the other two officers made sure neither of us would walk off. And around this time, the banshee started to make excuses, saying that she had to leave because her daughter had to go home and calm down. The daughter was still crying. Around six to eight minutes later, the senior officer walked out of the store, walked straight towards the banshee and asks her again what exactly happened. She still claimed that I was threatening to hurt her, but the officer just shut her up quickly and said she was lying the whole time. And that she was trying to cause a panic. The officer gave her some harsh words, threatened her with some legal actions, or whatever you call it in your country, but eventually let her go without arresting or giving her a ticket. Then he approached me and said that I was free to go as well. But to make sure that I leave in the opposite direction that the banshee went, I still can't believe someone thought that my regular size key was that. Was she the jerk? I can understand seeing that key and thinking that maybe it was dangerous. That makes sense because if it flips out like a blade or something and you're scared of that because you have a kid and you see cops there maybe you could say you were afraid but why would she say that he was threatening her that's the strange part did she think that the cops wouldn't do anything unless she specifically said that he was threatening her it just seems so strange that she would take it one step further i just feel bad for the little kid in this situation you have a mom who is just completely screaming like a full-on banshee as the op describes it here and the little kid probably has no idea what is even going on so the kid is just scared and confused probably thinking that something really dangerous is about to happen. An entitled mother belittles me for not allowing her kid to sit in on a university class. I'm a musical theater student at a pretty prestigious performing arts university and to help pay for my course alongside that I work part-time in retail. We have a lot to learn and I normally work more than is actually required of me and so after asking permission from my manager I take a folder with me to work. This contains scripts, song lyrics, etc. so I can study them when there's a lull in customers. I put the name of my school on the front of my folder as well as mine because whilst if I leave it on public transport, people probably won't know my name, but they might know the name of the school and come by and drop it off at the school. Now that we're done with that, I can move on to the actual story. I was working the registers today and it was reasonably quiet for the first half of my shift, so I had my folder out to work on a script. Normally the folder is in my bag, but when I can catch a break, I take it out. However, I was called into the stockroom and it was quiet. I just tucked my folder away and went to see what was up. I was only away for a few minutes, but like it often does, those few minutes, everyone decided they wanted to pay. Our location is understaffed at the best of times, so no one could take my place, and if they could, I knew they wouldn't be away for long, so I left my register unguarded. I returned to the discovery that my precious folder was nowhere to be seen. I panic, and whilst trying to serve the customer who has probably been waiting long enough, I look around and down the line to see if I can spot anyone who looks like they have it. Enter the entitled mother and her entire 
entitled child. She looks nice enough from first glance, standing near the back of the line, probably glad that her kid, who couldn't have been over 12 years old, was finally quiet, even if it was with the use of my folder of scripts. There was nothing in there that could have been harmful, so I decided not to make a scene, and instead waited for her to be leaving and grab her on the way out. My plan works well, and as she's about to leave, I pull her and the kid aside. I asked the kid politely if he could give it back to me as I needed for school. They refused. The entitled mother got mad that I'd even request to have my own property back, saying that if it was that important, I should not have left it out for anyone to take. My patience was already wearing thin with this woman. I tell her that it's common etiquette not to take things from a place you shouldn't even be touching. She argues back that her kid doesn't know any better. I am done at this point and tell her using one of my last threads of calmness to give me back my folder. I've been in retail for six months now. I know how entitled some people can be, but I was not expecting what came out of this woman's mouth next. Fine, we'll give it to you, but we'll need some compensation. You go to a good school, don't you? Well then, my little boy's a budding actor. Let him sit in on a class to gain some skills. Okay, this is where my patience was snapping. I tell her in simple terms, slow words, that I do not own the course. I only attend it. I can't control who gets to see what goes on, and if I did, I would definitely not let her kid in. Seeing how they treat other people's belongings, she scoffed, started to leave whilst saying something about me clearly not caring enough about my future to even consider it, as her darling was going to be a star. How could I be so rude? And then I properly snapped. Suddenly, coming up with my last idea to save my folder. I said, I mean, I only don't want them to have it because there's some stuff in there that's not really for kids, you know? The look that passed onto her face was priceless as she snatched the folder from the kid, threw it at my feet, and stormed out, muttering something about unacceptable behavior. And of course, the dreaded, I will be speaking with your manager. All in all, it was an experience I don't think I'll forget for a while. That's some pretty quick thinking, knowing that everything else was going to fail, trying to rationally argue with this person is going to fail, and they're just going straight for the play of saying, oh, that might not be so appropriate for children what's in that folder, is pretty clever. I think that most people would just meet resistance with more resistance, and it would create one of these big Karen explosion moments, but in this case, she kind of diffused it by understanding the natural Karen in the wild. But how could she ask for compensation? She stole the folder and wants the compensation for from somebody who's working in a retail position to get her own folder back? That just seems wild. What did she think she was going to get a big lawsuit payday here? And one of her arguments was that her kid doesn't know any better. I mean, she's with the kid. The kid's under her supervision. It's not about the kid knows better. She knows better and she's with the kid. Therefore, it's on her. It's as obvious as it comes. If any of you guys have ever worked in retail, let me know down below. I have and I have some stories if you guys ever want to hear them. So if you have worked in retail, where was it at? What happened? And let me know what you would do if you were in this situation. I was the victim of a restaurant franchise scam. Once I figured it out, I had to get revenge. Here's what happened. So a few decades back, I was involved with a group of guys with a little money and we wanted something substantial to invest in. We decided to buy a restaurant franchise. I will not even say what kind as that would identify me. Well, everything was going along swimmingly until my partners backed out. I, unfortunately, was the face of the group and my signature was on the bottom line, so I got stuck with running the place. It soon became apparent that there were a lot of inconsistencies. The big number one was that the sales and the 
prospectus were nowhere near what was actually being generated. Then there were other things, customers calling for their regular order. Well, it turned out that my particular franchise had been used for the past several years to deal various illegal substances. The former manager had made some serious coin and was not happy that I purchased his place. Well, life is not fun when you have just sunk six figures and the likelihood is that you have flushed it down the toilet. However, I was not going to be trifled with. First, I called the accounting firm who signed off on the prospectus. The partner in charge was taken aback. They had never signed off. I presented myself in their offices and spent the next few hours with them and their attorneys. Their names could not be associated with something fraudulent. Next, I wanted my money back, and the chief franchisor told me that they would immediately put mine up for sale, but the market was not quite as high as when I bought it, less than three months previously. Then the jerk had the audacity to demand that I paid up for my last order from the commissary, something else to consider. I took the list price provided by the central commissary that we as franchisees were compelled to use, buying fruits, vegetables, cheese, and meat from outside the system would be accompanied by fines from the franchisor. I marched myself back to the accounting firm and asked for a bit of analysis. It turns out the commissary prices were taken from 10 to 300% higher than market. In other words, the franchisor was not interested in food. They were interested in turning around franchises. Well, that little report found its way to the hands of 20 local franchisees. Suddenly, the central commissary was not being used. The district manager starts showing up writing fines. Turns out the district manager is the guy who was supplying the manager of my franchise. I have him on discarded VHS security tapes selling. So I take the tapes to the accounting firm for secure storage. Then I go to the franchisor's offices. I lay it on the line that I have their district guy selling this stuff in my restaurant. They laugh at me until I tell them that I am the one who supplied the report to the rest of the franchisees. Oh, and by the way, we are starting an action against you. I then showed them that we had placed liens on the building that they own, their commissary, their homes, and their vehicles. I told them I have enough to put them in jail. So there they sent me down, write up a little release, and go get me a certified check for every dime I put into the franchise. I agree to the release, however, they do not realize that the gouging and the evidence is still in the hands of the others. All they succeeded in doing was to get me off the list of owners suing them. Well, the case came to court, and who do you think was on the stand giving a complete rundown. One of them stood up in court and said, didn't we pay you to shut up? No, you refunded me the money you stole. Now they had 19 other guys taking them apart. I heard one of the franchisors cried when they took his Porsche. His wife left him soon thereafter. So was I the jerk? This one was written in a way that was hard to understand. So I try to make it more understandable, but you can feel the frustration that the OP has about this whole situation, even after the fact. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose. 
Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. First off, it's messed up that his friends just backed out of the last second and left him with all the responsibility and all these issues. Luckily, through some strange roundabout way, he was able to get out of it, but they still left him for dead in that situation. But I wonder how common the situation is where the franchise is selling food prices 10 to 300% higher than market value. That's just an extra way for the franchise itself to make more money at the expense of the people that are actually running the stores. That seems like a pretty bad way to do it. A cannibalistic way and it obviously breeds ill will in a case like this but the guys who were organizing this whole thing seems like they just had this scam fine-tuned and were making enough money to buy sports cars and laugh about this whole situation i mean they weren't going to do anything about it until he brought it to their desk and said this is what i'm going to do i'm going to take you to jail with all this information and all this evidence if you don't let me free they let him free and then he still came to the court to testify against them let me know if you've ever seen something like this down below and what would you do if you were in this situation Am I the jerk for teaching my niece, who's four years old, to say El Chupacabra when her mom, who's a 32-year-old female, says, you know what really gets my goat? My sister has a habit of saying, you know what really gets my goat? She probably says it seven to eight times a day. So, like that Tumblr post, I taught my niece to say El Chupacabra when her mom says it. It sounds more like E Chupacabra, though, because she's four years old, but it's adorable. I told my niece it was a monster from Mexico that eats goats and she doesn't seem scared or anything, probably because the only monster she knows is the cookie monster. But apparently now my niece walks around the house all day saying, El Chupacabra. And now my sister and brother-in-law are mad at me for teaching her this, but in my opinion, it's kind of adorable and also harmless. But she's my sister, so I don't know. Am I the jerk? I can't imagine that the sister is actually mad about this. This is probably more of just one of those things that kids latch onto where they learn a word and they keep saying it over and over and over again, and most of the time that just passes. But Would you be upset about something like this? Let me know down below.